Hello and welcome to CBuzz, a collaboration between the Columbus Chamber, CD1025, and the Columbus Dispatch. On this show, we bring you the best stories from Columbus business owners. I am your host, Dan Swartout, and once again, I'd like to welcome Mary Yost from Columbus CEO Magazine back into the CBuzz studio. Mary will be talking to Barry Chandler from StoryForge. I'm really excited about their conversation. I'm sure you will be too. So Mary, take it away. Thank you, Dan. I'm excited to be here today with Barry Chandler from StoryForge. We're at GrooveU Studios. And Barry, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I love the name of your business, StoryForge, probably because I'm a great believer in the power of storytelling. So please tell us about your business. Sure. Well, like you say, storytelling is is this amazing thing that connects us all together. Uh, StoryForge is an organization. We, we help companies discover and articulate their singular purpose, their North Star, so that they can grow their business, achieve their goals faster. Um, they can tell better stories about who they are uh, internally and externally. Great, because they've got that purpose that That's right. they're the greater why that they're meaning. focused on. That's wonderful. So if our listeners didn't know it already, they they know by now that you're not from Columbus. So or even the United States. <laughs> if um, if you wouldn't mind taking a minute to tell us about where you're from. Sure. Well, I'm from Ireland, and I've been in Columbus now for about eight years. I had a two-year stint in California, but came back to Columbus in 2014. Missed the city, love the city. Um, and uh, yeah, I really love everything about Columbus. Oh, great. What, what tell us? Uh, we In Columbus, those of us like me who've been here forever love to hear other people talk about why they choose to live here rather than just having the, the fortune of, of being born here. So what is it about Columbus that has drawn you back, that has drawn you in a couple of times? And now for eight years, that sounds like a, a pretty long-term commitment. Probably the longest commitment of my life. Wonderful. <laughs> well, well, a long time ago, I was dating a girl who was from Columbus. And we started going back and forth between Ireland and Columbus. And long eventually, distance. It's a long <laughs> distance relationship. There's no middle ground. There's nowhere no. in the middle. Iceland, maybe. <laughs> uh, but we would, uh, we would travel to each other's country. Um, and then eventually, I moved over here. I moved to Columbus. And we dated for a while. Um, and then that, that relationship ended, as many relationships do. But I fell in love with the city. And I didn't oh, want great. to leave Columbus. I didn't want to go back to Ireland. I felt I'd never felt more at home than when I'd been in Columbus. Uh, everyone treated me so well. Um, I felt there was a great opportunity to, there were great opportunities to network, to meet people, uh, to grow a business, quite frankly, in Columbus. I've never known a place like it. And I came oh, back a wonderful. second time, so I left in 2012. I had a, so, uh, a software business and a marketing company that I sold uh, to a, a company in California. So I spent two years in California, but after I finished my, my time there in California, um, I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, will I start another business? Where will I start it? Will I go back mm -hmm. to Ireland? And really, when I thought about it, I realized my biggest network, the greatest support I'd ever felt was back in Columbus. Plus, there was Four Seasons, which I love. And, and oh, an good. Irish guy on the beach in San Diego doesn't do very well. All right. <laughs> Understood. So Columbus came a calling and uh, came back in 2014. And uh, yeah, best best move I've ever made. So you you've had a lot of experience with starting businesses. You've started a couple, you've sold a couple. Um, talk a little bit about that. How, you know, what, what kind of thinking goes into 
creating a new business and then if you could could bring it back to Columbus and talk a little bit about what makes Columbus a good place to exercise that opportunity. Sure. I guess the first business I started was back in 2003 in Ireland. I started a consulting business, working hmm. with bars, restaurants, and hotels to help them improve efficiencies, help increase productivity, uh, drive the bottom line for them. Um, and that was really based on my own background, my training in hotel management. I trained as a hotel manager and a food okay. and beverage manager. So I had this background in hospitality. I'd spent four or five years traveling around the world, working for cruise lines and working for hotel companies. Nice. And when I settled back in Ireland, it seemed like the natural thing to do to uh, build a business based on my skills. I didn't anymore want to work the crazy hospitality hours. Little did I know that in mm. trading these hospitality hours for startup hours, you're really not gaining any hours for yourself at all. Right. But, uh, but nevertheless, you're working for yourself. So I built a business mm -hmm. based on my skills. Um, and, and, and as I grew those businesses, it, it was always an inch wide and a mile deep, just focused on you know hospitality uh, businesses mostly. Mm -hmm. And it was only over time that I... I guess my own beliefs, my own values, my own thoughts and philosophies evolved. Um, so after, after, those, after I had, had sold those two businesses, when it came time to start another business, this time it wasn't so much about being based on just my background and my skills and my, my work experience. It was really building a business based on what I truly believed and something that felt right to me. Because I did a lot of soul searching after I, was, uh, after I finished my, my, my um, earn out in, in California. I was thinking what do I do next? Uh -huh. I felt I felt like um, a bit like an empty nester, like all the kids had left home, like the businesses hmm. were gone now. What do I do? I'm on sure. my own. And it really got me thinking about the work that I had really enjoyed in the past, the clients I'd really loved working with. And I found that there were common traits amongst those clients that I really loved working with. They always seemed to be able to attract the right customers, the right employees. It was always a great working relationship with them. And I wanted to know more about those types of businesses, what made okay. them successful. And what I discovered was that they all had this one thing in common. They all believed in something bigger than just the product or service that they were selling. They had a bigger meaning. They, mm -hmm. they, they knew their why. They knew their North Star. And they built their business around that. And it made it easier to hire. made it easier to uh, develop products and processes um, and ultimately profit more because of it. And so I became fascinated with this idea of um, what I discovered were called purpose-driven brands. Brands okay. and businesses that really understood their, their North Star. Um, and they saw a kind of a hole in the universe that they wanted to fill. And so I fell in love with this idea. And the more I studied it, the more I, I researched it, I realized that's what I want to focus on. Because if I looked back at my own businesses, while I had provided what I would have thought were good services, mm -hmm. I don't think I really could ever stand up and say, I had a real impact on those businesses that I worked with historically. We were running mm -hmm. marketing campaigns. I think I did good work, but I don't know that I truly impacted the organization. And I knew from my experience in California, when I was chief marketing officer of the company that, that acquired us, um, that all the campaigns that we did and the brand strategy work that we did really was just surface level. It didn't go deep into the organization. That mm. bothered me because mm -hmm. a business, a company is so siloed. You know, many departments are so siloed. They don't talk to sure. each other. HR and sales and marketing and, and product development. They're often, they've often got different goals. And that creates internal challenges because a business cannot exist when it's so siloed. It has to be moving right. in the same direction. So I realized that if we had applied this purpose um, truthfully and authentically to the organization um, or to any of the companies that I'd had or worked with in the past, that would have been a much better outcome for that, for that organization. Your partner, your co-founder yes. with StoryForge is Haley Bonning. How, um, tell us a little bit about how the two of you came to be working together on StoryForge. 
Yeah, so Haley and I have known each other for um, probably six or seven years personally, uh, met through her husband who became a friend of mine. And at the time when I first met Haley, Haley was working at, at L Brands mm-hmm. um, and she was Senior Vice President of Internal Communications at L Brands. And um, so I got to know her personally for a while. And after I came back from California, uh, we met for coffee and she had just um, left L Brands and she was figuring out um, how to set up her own consulting business. So she was working okay. with businesses on communications and messaging. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out what to do uh, for myself, what kind of business did I want to set up. And what we started to see was we started to refer each other into clients that we'd start to work with. So I would, oh, sure. I would start working with a client on a contract for maybe strategy work, marketing or strategy work. She might start working with a client on, on internal communications or messaging. And we would start referring each other into these businesses. Mm-hmm. And before we knew it, we realized we were actually finishing each other's sentences. We oh. had the same business philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, I started sharing my thoughts on purpose-driven businesses. She started sharing hers. We started researching it together and quickly realized that we had a we had very complementary skill sets. Haley came from a very structured uh, corporate background, mm-hmm. used to um, dealing with um, visionary leaders. Um, and working with large groups of people, large organizations. I had come from a more entrepreneurial background, used to trying to hack things together to make them work sure. in the startup world. And so putting both of our skill sets together has created this, what's been an amazing partnership where um, we're able to help each other out at, at various points, but we're able to bring these two different approaches to, to the table with clients. Oh, neat. So the two of you kind of figured out your purpose yeah. and got clarity around that and that that led to StoryForge. That's right. I came back from Chicago a month ago. I attended a, a four-day conscious capitalism conference in Chicago. Okay. And this was a national conference. There were 400 different businesses there from hmm. um, traditional legacy uh, industrial businesses to accounting firms, lawyers, venture capitalists, startup businesses. The whole range of, 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 of the business world was there all wanting to know how do we better serve the needs of all of our stakeholders. So for four days, everybody was gathered in a hotel listening to companies wow. who are already, uh, who, who've already discovered how to implement purpose mm-hmm. and a strategy like this into their business, how to be a more conscious business. Um, amazing energy, amazing bunch of people who are already changing the world. You know, leaders of, of organizations like Whole Foods, Container Store, okay. uh, Southwest Airlines, Brands and businesses that we're very familiar with, we do business with them all the time, yet we've never figured out or we've never thought that there's actually a formula to these businesses mm-hmm. that we, we spend more money with, we buy from more regularly, that we're more loyal to. These businesses have figured out that there is a formula. So meetups like that and organizations and conferences where we can okay. come together are great. Um, when we started StoryForge here in Columbus, we realized there was no venue here in Columbus to bring like-minded people together around conscious business. So we started um, a conscious business series, a monthly event, free event, where we would uh, explain what a conscious business was, a purpose-led business, and bring in a speaker or a, a a set of speakers from organizations who are leading with a very clear and singular purpose and are reaping some rewards because of it. So we had, for example, we had Doug Ullman, CEO of Pelotonia, oh, sure. mm-hmm. who launched our, our Conscious Business Series to oh, share perfect. with us how clarity of purpose helped mm-hmm. Live Strong and has helped Pelotonia find money at a time when many um, non-profits um, were struggling, struggling to raise money. This clarity of purpose helped them grow, mm-hmm. helped them attract riders. So we're, 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 we're creating this educational forum to bring more people together to understand how they can apply that to their business. So they can see little bits of themselves and their business in these examples and these speakers that we bring in. You've mentioned a couple of companies, Whole Foods, uh, the Container Store, Southwest Airlines. 
are they the kind of the the poster businesses for this kind of an approach? And if they are on a national level, have you found any Columbus companies? We've got a lot of, of you know, global companies here. We've got a lot of great startups. But are, are there some that um, without um, giving up confidences sure. or whatever that you could point to that that these are some Columbus area companies that, that really kind of get this approach, either because you helped them or maybe they kind of got it, you know, even before you stepped in. Yeah. So we do we do talk about Southwest and, and Container Store and Whole Foods a lot because, yeah, to your point, they are the poster children because for a number of reasons. One, they were well ahead of their time. They were they designed this approach 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Southwest Airlines has been in business 45 years. They've always had this approach to business. They've never called it a purpose-driven approach. They mm. just felt it was always the right thing to take care of all the stakeholders. And so we talk about these brands and these businesses because they're familiar to us. Sure. And it makes us feel a little bit more comfortable about maybe having an approach like that to our business because mm. that brand has gone before us and done that. So for the last almost two years that we've been in business, most of our work has been focused here in Columbus. It's been focused on our network, on people mm-hmm. that we've we've had conversations with and who we've known, and it's been referral-based here in the city as we work with more and more organizations. And so there are many great companies in Columbus who are... Uh, who are moving towards a purpose-driven approach, or they were always purpose-driven in their minds, but mm-hmm. they never articulated that way. They always had that vision or that outlook uh, or that approach or philosophy to business that they would take care of everybody. Mm-hmm. Like if we take uh, Jenny's Jenny's ice creams as an example, sure, Jenny's wouldn't call themselves a purpose-driven business. Now they're a certified B corporation, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't call themselves a purpose-driven organization. But we would refer to them as a purpose-driven organization or a conscious business because they consciously and deliberately take care of the needs of all of their stakeholders. Mm-hmm. That's given them um, the opportunity to grow. It's given them the opportunity to attract a loyal customer base, uh, a loyal employee base, and it's allowed them to uh, draw upon that support when times get tough. Absolutely. So over the last number of years, mm-hmm. when they had, you know, in the last year when they had a challenge or two, they were able to draw upon the community support because for such a long time they'd been giving giving, giving to all of their stakeholders when it came time for them to need help, mm-hmm. the community stepped up. Wasn't I mean, that beautiful? Wasn't it amazing to see mm-hmm. these notes on the windows of the scoop Absolutely. shops, love letters yeah. to Jenny, um, and seeing somebody start a Facebook group uh, asking everybody to buy a pint of ice cream when Jenny's reopened again, mm-hmm. um, and apparently 4,000 people did. I mean, that's an amazing um, result from right. taking care of the stakeholders. One of the, the things that you're involved in is you're a business mentor for the Irish International Business Network. Talk a little bit about why that's important to you. Yeah, so that's a, a gov- an Irish government program that was started, um, I think, two years ago to mentor um, businesses in Ireland um, using mentors from around the globe. So former uh, Irish expatriates who had traveled outside of the, the shores of Ireland nice. had gone on to do different things in different parts of the world. Um, the idea was, what if we could bring those people together to mentor companies in Ireland? So you're bringing in different perspectives. So. Um, I, I'm a big fan of mentoring. I love working with individuals who um, who need help, who mm-hmm. could just benefit from different perspectives. 
when I was growing my businesses, I can always look back at those who, who, were ready, who were available to me to help me grow my business. And I also remember the times when there was nobody available and it really was tough. Mm. You know, and I, if only there had been somebody there. So I'm a big fan of mentoring. So I've, I've, I've mentored a number of companies through that, through that program. It's a free program where companies in Ireland can sign up and they don't know who they're going to get matched with, but the, the, the organization will match them with who they think is the best mentor for their fit. So I've met some amazing entrepreneurs who are doing amazing things. Nice. Um, and they're not, you know, they don't come at it looking for a purpose. They come at it with these companies are, are looking for solutions to business challenges. And when we can start to tie the, um, paint the picture between the challenge that they have and this lack of alignment and the lack of alignment coming from a lack of purpose, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing to see how things start to fall into place for these companies. So it's been a really enjoyable um, time mentoring them. Oh, that's great. So you get a lot, of, a lot out of that as well, yeah, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it's very fulfilling. Neat. We've been talking about businesses, but it occurs to me that um, this applies beyond business. It, you know, when you talk about things being in alignment, so often we hear today that, that when individuals are struggling in their lives, it might be because they have things out of alignment personally. I mean, do you find that that the approach that you advocate for business is good for persons as well and and how how does that come out is it something that you talk about or is it something that is recognized by the individuals that you're consulting with after a, a period of time yeah so while we don't focus on helping individuals with their purpose it, it's it's not something we can ever avoid, right? We, I had to find mm-hmm. my purpose. It took me 30 odd years to find my purpose, to really understand that that was important. And I, I think it comes from, for me anyway, it came from, well, not fully realized, not fully knowing what I wanted to do, what I wanted to settle mm-hmm. on, uh, what direction to go. And I really had to ask myself some tough questions. So the same approach can be applied to individuals. The, the data is really clear around around purpose and meaning. When we do work or any activity that has greater meaning than ourselves or than the extrinsic reward, we feel better, we're more motivated, we're inspired, we're healthier. There's data out there mm-hmm. that shows that people who pursue their passion, their purpose, and their meaning um, actually are less prone to, to, to sickness uh, because they, are, they take care of themselves, they're, they're more inspired. Um, and what we, we saw this really interesting statistic recently that the happiest employees on earth work for nonprofits. Hmm. And what's interesting about that is, um, and the lesson here is not that every business needs to become a nonprofit, it's to look into the why behind that statistic. Sure. Employees at nonprofits are paid less than their counterparts at for-profits. They probably have fewer resources mm-hmm. available to them. They work in often very difficult conditions, oftentimes, uh, and it's often a challenge to get things done. Yet these are the happiest employees in the world. And the reason is, the studies have shown, is that they're working for something that they truly believe in that's bigger than themselves. And so because this thing is there that they know they have a part in in fulfilling a mission, a purpose, they're willing to take less pay, work in more difficult conditions um, to ensure that this purpose is fulfilled. The lesson for businesses there is that every business has a purpose greater than its products and services, Hmm. yet it doesn't often excavate that purpose Mm -hmm. to share it with employees so that they understand you're part of something bigger. If more organizations understood that 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 little change alone Mm -hmm. could change the perception of employees, could increase productivity, could allow you to uh, attract the right type of employee who believes the same thing, 
the results would be profound for the business community if they just realized that it's time to get to our purpose and our mission beyond just our products and services. So finding our own personal purpose is really is really important. Are there businesses that you might look at and you have to tell them, I'm sorry, we can't help you because you identify early on that they're they're not curious enough, that they're not um, open to exploring their purpose, that they're they're focused on a a purpose that is out of alignment with what their stakeholders want. I mean, do you have to walk away from clients sometimes? There are some clients that are some potential clients that we've met with for who, for whom their purpose is to just grow at a certain rate, uh, increase production by X percentage, double revenue, uh, which for the owners who own these businesses, that's a fine goal. That's a fine purpose for them alone. Mm -hmm. But it's not something that we can really help with because we're in the business of, we'll help you double your business, but it'll be beyond just sales at any cost. It'll be by improving the needs of all the stakeholders. I spoke with a, with a, a, um, a business owner recently who was very proud. He attended a, a presentation I was making and he was very proud. He came running up to me after the presentation and said, I I just went through the purpose exercise at our company and I have led our company through this purpose exercise over the past 12 months. And he had just come back from uh, doing a tour around the US. He had 11,000 employees around the US. Wow. And he said, we have our purpose. I've done the roadshow. And I asked him how it went. And he said, well, I thought it would have been better received. And I said, well, please tell me what this purpose is. So he was very excited, took out a glossy brochure out of his bag and showed me that the purpose of the organization was to double sales by 2020. Hmm. I said, okay, well, how was that received? And he said, well, people started asking me questions like, does that mean I have to work twice as hard? Will I get paid twice as much? Hmm. And he had a lot of employees that were third shift warehouse workers making $8.50 an hour. So a purpose where he's going to double his revenue has no connection to those employees. Mm -hmm. So he'll struggle to get buy-in at every level of the organization. So mm-hmm. when we, we look for signs of that early on, sure. we're, but we're also looking to find the dreamer in the business owner. We're trying to find mm. what, is it, what is it that you want to change? What's that hole you see in the universe that you want to fill? Forget about your, the company that you have today. What is the societal ill that needs to be fixed? What, what are those things that you feel really strongly about? If we can extract those early on and, and really touch on a passionate nerve where mm-hmm. we can see that, 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 that leader really wants to solve that challenge, we know we can connect solving that with his business. But if his only goal in life is to make more money, which is, is not a bad goal, it's just not something that we can, we sure. can help with in, in, any, in any way, um, unless there's a greater uh, purpose. Um, if that's his goal, then it's tough for us to uh, convince him of the need to spend more in the, you know, um, spend more to invest in employees, spend right. more to invest in his community, because he won't see the immediate return on that. It'll be a longer term expense mm-hmm. or investment. And I, I think um, in the story that we were recently able to do on, on StoryForge in the May issue of Columbus Which is great, thank you. You're absolutely welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. I, I think um, there was an example there where someone that you had worked with was able to identify what kinds of um, business partners were going to be a fit for their business and which ones weren't. And so sometimes yeah. you, you have to to be in a position to say no. Right, which is tough. To go forward. So purpose gives you, when you have a clear purpose, a clear why, it creates a filter for thinking. 
Mm-hmm. When we know why we're going there, we'll know who to hire. We'll know what products to develop. We'll know what partners to partner with. We'll know what vendors to select. Why? Because they need to all be aligned with our why. So now mm-hmm. that we know why we exist, we'll seek out those partners. And to your question earlier about does that mean that there's sometimes dramatic change in an organization once they have found their purpose? Absolutely, because there are many sacred cows that have to be slaughtered that didn't serve the purpose. They might have been a passion project. It might have been a, an unprofitable division mm-hmm. that suddenly don't anymore fit this um, fit this mode, fit this model for the business. So having a, a filter for thinking we create the, what we call the strategic filters for thought, five questions that the company must ask themselves once they have their purpose, mm. when they before they embark on a new initiative, before they expand, before um. they hire. So questions they can ask themselves to ensure that the outcome of that decision helps fulfill the purpose and doesn't do so at the expense of other stakeholders. Now that takes some learning because mm-hmm. we, we often make shorter term decisions that are based on bias, that are based on immediate need, based on trends. But now we're saying, well, what if we took a longer term view based on an understanding of the needs of everybody? Over time, that'll be far more uh, profitable for us. What does the the future look like for StoryForge? You've, you've got, you know, your first couple of years under your belt and you are already committed to Columbus, you, you're going to stay here, I hope. And I would imagine that with your business model, that the world is your potential client base. Right. So you can, from Columbus, you can work anywhere. What, what do you see when you look into the future for so StoryForge? We believe that the greatest chance we have as founders to have impact is by empowering businesses to have impact. So helping organizations, larger and larger companies, have insights that help them change how they operate will be the greatest impact in the world. And so our own purpose is to help organizations discover and articulate their purpose so they can change the face of employment, they can change the face of work, they can change the face of how we do business today for the greater good. And it's not just an altruistic thing. I mean, this is, we'll all be better off when this happens. So our purpose is to grow um, we're not going to, our own plans internally is not to grow to a large agency, not to grow to a large company mm-hmm. size, but to have greater and greater impact by working with, with larger, larger clients as we move forward. And what makes Columbus a good place to be to do that? Is it because we've got the, the, the global companies based here, or is it because of, of, you know, we, we hear a lot that there is this, you know, collaborative, helpful, um, business, corporate right. climate here. Is there's no doubt that there's it? that here. I mean, I came back here because I realized what a what an amazing uh, culture it was for doing business, for networking. Mm-hmm. You know, I was at a I was at a um, a talk this morning where um, a number of council members were, were speaking and they were oh. giving out their cell phones on the stage to anybody who wanted their cell phones. Look, in a big city, I'm not going to wow. get the cell phone of, in, in, in LA, I'm not going to get the cell phone of the council member. Sure. That's Columbus. And, and everybody you meet wants to connect you with somebody else. It's, it's almost rare that somebody doesn't, doesn't have five other people you need to talk to as soon as they know what you do. That's that's the amazing thing about Columbus. So for doing business in Columbus, there's an amazing culture, an amazing collaborative environment. Well, Barry, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been really enlightening. And Dan, thanks for allowing me to sit in your chair today so that I could talk with Barry Chandler of StoryForge. Thanks, Mary. 
Thank you, Mary, for such an insightful interview. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you love our show, please make sure you drop us a rating or review on iTunes, preferably five stars, of course. It means so much to us to hear from you, and we really want to hear your feedback. Those reviews and ratings help us keep bringing you the tremendous stories here on CBuzz. Mary, it was great to have you join us here in Grooveview Studios. Thanks for helping with today's interview. Signing off for CBuzz. I'm Dan Swartout. CBuzz is a collaboration between the Columbus Chamber CD1025 and the Columbus Dispatch. CBuzz is produced by Delara Casey, engineering by Mark Pasternak from Jump Goat Media, and the recording studio provided by the good folks here at Grooveview. Thank you to our partners, and most of all, thank you for listening to CBuzz. We'll catch you next time.